So this is my uh, part two of talking to John Malafronte. Uh, John is a, an actor, director, has a theater company and is putting classic theater on stage. Uh, he also worked for 30 years at Harvard University Hospital in the psychiatric uh, part of that hospital. Uh, yeah, on, this, on the first part we are talking a lot about his background, uh, Catholic upbringing in New York, uh, hippie time. Uh, coming out as gay in the in the 70s and uh, the abuse that he he suffered from his family and, and parents and uh, yeah being bullied uh, and yeah we kind of get into the um, yeah where where social media is taking us right now and and how, how things are in this um, and then on the second episode we we are talking more about you know climate change uh, covid reaction and uh, you know censorship media global conglomerates and uh, big bad business and, and that kind of stuff and where it will go and what's the solution to the mess that John believes that the world is in right now. So enjoy. And <clears throat> I could imagine if I would have been younger when this started, you know, because, you know, back in those days you could see, I don't know, something about the Rolling Stones once a month in the local newspaper, you know. I can imagine that seeing all this and having this just one click away on your phone, um, it can create some unrealistic expectations of how life should be. And then if you then take an ad on it that you actually start socializing on those social networks with only like-minded people, then you also kind of isolate yourself from, oh, the, yes. from the other opinions. And then the algorithms of those social media give you more and more feed of the private little community that you've encapsulated yourself in. Mm. Um, but th so I'm thinking that because that creates division. Of course it does. And everything you look at now from the States, if you look at the there's no center anymore. It's everything is either right or left. That's right. That's right. There is no center. And a lot of people somehow i don't know living in under the illusion that that they should have a better life but they're not ready to work for it maybe or or or, or i don't know or somebody else should hand it to them entitlement because entitlement comes with being special right entitlement comes with being special exactly um and the the next level of all of this uh creating your own little artificial universe uh, in social media, and uh, that becomes your circle of friends, um, the people who, who give you likes <laughs> on Facebook. Um, the next step is Mark Zuckerberg has changed Facebook to Meta. Mm. The next step is the Metaverse, mm. where we all have our little headsets on, and we're all in our uni little universe and have no need whatsoever for social interaction any longer. Mm. But that the metaverse, what, what I think can be positive about the metaverse or the way that people could see it positively is that, or I think they might have thought about it like that, it could create an equal opportunity, meaning that, you know, I can buy a Mona Lisa in the metaverse. I can never buy that in real life. Right. But what is happening now, though, is that land in the metaverse or in virtual reality is, is becoming so expensive mm -hmm. because... Famous people started buying land, and then other people want to buy the land next to the famous person. Right. So there is already an inflation happening there, an escalation of prices. So probably mm -hmm. when the metaverse is finally live, 
Right. People like me and you, we're going to be able to buy a stamp. No. You know? <laughs> of course and, not. And uh, Well, I, I don't want to live in any metaverse. No, no, you know? me neither. What happens when the power grid goes out? Yeah. When we're all and living the world, in the metaverse. The world closes. Yeah, everything shuts down. <laughs> yeah, but they... they, they but they're saying now that we are shutting down the world with the climate emergency, right? I mean, that's essentially what they're saying. Yes, yes, yes. The we're running out of energy. Yes, and the, the climate emergency, formerly known as global warming. Mm. <laughs> you don't like the name change? No, I don't like the I don't like the name change. It's so it's so convenient. Um, mm. You know, they get you know everyone attacked them and said, "Well, look at all look at all of these record cold snaps in different parts of the U.S. and Canada. How do you call that global warming?" Well, okay, we won't call it global warming. Now we'll call it climate crisis. Mm. So it covers everything. You, and you, you're a skeptic. Oh, absolutely, I'm a skeptic. Why? Because the world has gone through these climate changes since the dawn of time. There is, I, I just don't see these extreme conditions going on. Yeah, there are some horrendous, extraordinary weather events, but uh, I think that they are man-generated. Mm. I mean, China admits to having the technology to control the weather. Mm. Um, I don't know if you know about HARP technology. I read about it, yeah. Um, yeah, it's very real. Mm. It's very real. Um, you know, fires in California, droughts, it's all quite engineered. But it's not, there are no droughts now. It's been raining more than ever, right? Um, or, or there's been a lot of water coming into California this year, I think. Yes, yes, but there are still areas with uh, incredible uh, wildfires. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Uh, Why are you skeptic? You just think that history repeating itself, nature being nature. I, I I do I do I mm. just don't unless I, I don't I I don't know I just I'm very suspicious whenever I hear about record breaking cold largest wildfire worst drought you know extremes of of everything and it's like there's a new one every week mm. you know what was it just this week the under underwater volcano near new zealand yeah. right right yeah tonga tonga right mm. this unbelievable cataclysmic event um so i don't know maybe the earth is heaving up and vomiting after all but i mean like there are there are proof um, i mean yeah um, I, I believe that climate can change, and I think the temperatures can go up and down, and weathers can change. I mean that, and I don't. I'm not necessarily sure that that we control it as much as we want to believe. You know, I I, th I think we're over, and I think it's an, in some way an arrogant view that we as humans have that we we kind of think that we're we're controlling everything. But in the in the grand scheme, we're tiny. Oh yes. Uh, and, and there are, I mean, there are, are events that have happened, like um, the last ice age ended, or it's believed that it ended very rapidly, which can mean a catastrophe, because if you have, I don't know, a bunch of ice, mm -hmm. um, and, and that was not the first or the last time there will be an ice, there will be an ice age again, for sure, you know, at some yeah. point, mm -hmm. whether we like it or not. And of course, at that time, when the last ice age was, humans adopted. I mean, they, they adapted. They 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 relocated. They moved further south. They 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 went to the Iberian Peninsula. They were in in the Middle East, and 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 they were in the Caucasus region and stuff like that. And then when the ice melted, they kind of repopulated. They followed the whatever they were hunting at that time. They followed it further further north, and they ended up in places like Iceland. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, and there are. I mean, there are. 
there are proof of tropical plants in Siberia. There are, you know, fishes in Sahara. I mean, th- there's yep. all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I mean, you have uh, the United Nations. You have people like Bill Gates. Um, you have Greta in, in Sweden. Um, you have those people telling us. Why would they lie? Greta is an obnoxious little girl on the Alzheimer's, I mean, I mean, on the uh, Asperger's uh, yeah, but, spectrum. Yeah, but that's she, not... She that's is not, not a, she's not a wise little sage. She is a, a, she is a tool that is propped up by the left. Oh, look at this brilliant little brave girl. Yeah, but that's... She's it's, a stooge. It's not, yeah, but it's not like, it's not a nice thing to say that, or like, how do you say? It's a, it's a cheap shot in a way to that use to say that she has this, what's it called? Asperger. Asperger's, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, as people with Asperger can be extremely clever. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've worked with, I, I spent a lot of my career working with uh, people with autism and Asperger's. They're, mm-hmm. they're incredible people. Yeah, and, and often more intelligent, or in certain areas, more intelligent or more sharp that than, is correct. than the rest of us, right? That is correct. That is correct. So she could, I mean... But one of the symptoms of Asperger's is that you, you, know, you, you blurt things out very bluntly, mm. which is what she specializes in. Mm. Um. You know, if you sit down and have a conversation with her, I don't think it goes to any great uh, intellectual depth. Mm. You know, she's... Well, that we don't know, though. She's... Well, we, I, you do, I do know. I have seen uh-huh. interviews with her. Uh-huh. I can tell you that she's not a very deep-thinking individual. Mm. Um, she's very good at sloganeering. Mm. How dare you? Mm. Blah, blah, blah. You know? Yeah, like my bunker. Blah, blah, bunker. <laughs> I was very happy with that because it promoted the podcast a lot. But, But on the other hand, I mean, like... Do we live in a world where, where, I don't know, when some hidden forces are taking advantage of a 16-year-old kid? Oh, yes, we live in such a world, of course. Mm. Yeah. Who Kids get taken uh, care of all the time. Uh, but yeah, but who, who, who is taking advantage of her? I mean, who is behind this? The people that, that, are, that are pushing this globalist climate change agenda, you know, crisis, climate crisis, mm. don't look up. Can you believe all the attention that stupid little movie is getting? Mm. Did you watch it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's a hilarious movie. I mean, I was bored. I didn't make. I, I gave up halfway through. Mm. I, I was bored, senseless. Mm. I, I thought it was extremely broad comedy. It was like an extended Saturday Night Live sketch, as far as yeah. I'm actually, it is. Uh, I agree with that. It, mm-hmm. It's 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 more like a long sketch. Yeah, yeah. But I, what I liked about that movie was how they showed that uh, this. Um, what do you say, world-saving rich man who who would, you know, save the world from from being destroyed. Right. And I think, I don't know, I think he was kind have, of the He was kind of the Elon Musk stand-in. Yeah. And I yeah. think we have this somehow, uh, we, the public, the, the, the mortals, you know, we, we somehow think that there is someone else out there better than us who knows everything better than us and can save the world. Oh, yes. And those people are people like Bill Gates, for example. I mean, yeah, we look to him for anything. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised that he would make a cooking show, you know? <laughs> no, seriously, because, I mean, I, 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 if, I don't know. If the Bill Gates had a cooking show, he would be cooking Soylent Green. <laughs> yeah, it would be vegan. But, uh, but I... I who, who, who benefits from this? Who benefits from making us thinking the world is ending from, from a climate. If it's not true, who benefits from making that lie? The people, again, the people that want us to believe that, we, that these crises 
um, COVID mm. climate crisis, mm. that these are collective global catastrophes that require a global response. Mm. And what is in it for them is that these individuals are positioning themselves to be at the power center of the new world order. Mm. The one world currency, one world government, one world religion. Mm. You know, the end of sovereignty. The, uh, not only of national sovereignty, but of individual sovereignty. Mm. Which is the, the the end result of uh, this all of this COVID bullshit? Is we are living our, we are losing our sovereignty as individual people mm. to this tyranny. I listened to an interesting podcast actually on this. Um, uh, I think I think John, I'm maybe I'm just younger than you, mm -hmm. so I I I wanna I have hope. <laughs> You know, I, I have. I, have I still have hope. You're you're gradually taking it away, but but thanks. But no, I, I listened to this podcast. Uh, it's called Outsider Theory. It's a it's a popular American podcast or Italian or British. I don't remember. Where, you know, I mm -hmm. think he's American. And he had this Italian uh, economist on. It was quite an interesting thing, and he was talking about COVID and 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 the financials. And he, he, so this guy he claims that COVID was a convenient thing um, because the economies of the world, and they had been floating cheap money into the banking systems to keep them alive for a really, really long time, and, mm -hmm. the, and the, the party was almost over. Someone was about to turn on the lights, and we would see all the puke on the floor and all the condoms in the corners and all mm -hmm. that shit. So he said COVID was a, was a God's gift to this because it would give a chance to justify floating more money into the systems and keep keeping it going longer and mm -hmm. we could do an inflation shot like what's happening now mm -hmm. we have up to 10 percent inflation here in the czech republic six seven percent in the u.s 40 years we haven't had it for 40 years I so know. this guy claims that first of all this saved the financial system because it allowed it basically gave governments a blank check to continue to print money and take loans and i mean if you look at the u.s i'm richer than the u.s if the u.s would stop today they would owe more money than they could ever pay. So I'm actually technically richer than the U.S. Of course you are. And uh, yeah. So and he says that the other effect of this is that um, what you were saying, or partially what you were saying, that this is kind of the uh, what is it called? The intro to something more that you get used to. I don't yes. know having a COVID passport, or you get used to being at home and working from home and you get used yeah, to being given a little bit. Yep. You give up your rights little by little mm -hmm. thinking, well, this is just temporary. Mm -hmm. Two weeks to flatten the curve. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is the last, this is the last variant. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll get our freedoms back next month. If you reach 70% vaccination, you can take off your masks and the goalpost keeps moving forever down the road mm -hmm. and we're never getting it back. Mm -hmm. We've lost it permanently. Mm -hmm. We're never getting, we're never pulling the masks off unless we wake up and do it en masse. Mm. I'm not completely pessimistic. I do think that there is a global awakening going on. Amongst the people or? Yes, or? among the people, mm. among the people. I do believe this. I believe that there is, that for every uh, evil, uh, demonic, vampiric force uh, attempting to cull the Earth's population and enslave us, that there is an equal amount of 
You're so positive. <laughs> well, I'm a realist, mm. but um, and you're but also a playwriter. And I'm yes, I'm also a dramatist. It's yeah. true. Yep. Um, so you know, yes. So I I do I I, I have hope mm -hmm. um, because I think that all of this evil is met with an equal amount of good and high vibrational spiritual loving energy. And if there's anything that these globalist powers cannot fathom, it is love and creativity. Mm -hmm. they, they can't control it. They can't even understand it. Mm. It doesn't compute to them. Um, so I, I do think people are, are waking up. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a little discouraged right now because people seem to be uh, falling in line and uh, going along with uh, this COVID dictatorship that's, that's happening right now. I'm. I'm. I thought more people would be waking up, especially mm. here in the Czech Republic, and I don't see it happening. But I'm still holding out some hope. Mm. A lot of people I know are more spiritual than they have ever been at any point in their life than right now. Mm. Um, Why do you think that is? I think because people are experiencing the dehumanizing effect of living in fear, living in a lower vibrational state of mm. negativity, mm. hatred, division. And through the lockdowns, depending more on a core group of people and And connecting stronger with them. Connecting stronger with them. Connecting mm. with neighbors again. Mm -hmm. You know, building networks of, well, what are we going to do if the power goes down? You know, uh, mm. you know, I'll look out for you. I'll come check on you. You know, it's yeah, yeah, and I, and I see this actually. People are coming to someone's home and bringing them food if yes. they're sick or it is isolated. Yeah. It is happening. So, uh, so the higher vibrational energy of love um, is 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 coming back um, into people's lives in a very palpable, tangible way. They've been out of touch with it for so long. We've been so locked into our goddamn social media mm. and into um, and into believing the mainstream media narrative, mm. which is nothing but doom and gloom and fear. Mm. You know, um, it, there, there are no more negative people on the face of the earth than leftists uh, right now. Honestly, <laughs> if they would, they would disagree with you. Of course, they would disagree. And they with me. they would tell you that everything you've said here so far is wrong, except I, that right? when you were Democrat in in college. Exactly. Exactly. John, like on COVID, because I mean, <clears throat> I think for me personally, the 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 the, the journey through through COVID that is now well, it's it's two years old. Yeah, it's two. Years. It's more than two years. It's more than two years. Um, my journey has been. I mean, first of all, I had COVID and it was fine. I've had much worse flus and it was no big deal. I was relatively happy to have it. I gave it to all my colleagues. They were extremely happy with me. Um, because I gave them the the best immunity there is, exactly according to what they believe. Yes, but we are not Yet, supposed to believe that. I'm probably not. not even allowed to say this. Of course not. And in, and in, and in societies now where that are operating under COVID passports, your mm. natural immunity doesn't count. Yeah, it's right? crazy. No, no, you're vaccinated. You you only you have to be vaccinated whether you had COVID or not. There is no such thing as natural immunity. That doesn't get you a get out of jail free card. Sorry, mm. I. 
I thought, like I would say, like the first few weeks, even maybe the first two months or something, the jury was out, you know, like we, we didn't really know how dangerous is this, you know, what demographic does it affect the most and so on. And then I found, like they started saying, yeah, it's mainly older people or people with some preconditions or, or comorbidities or, or whatever that are getting seriously ill or dying. And and then I, I got more relaxed and I thought, okay, that, that's not me. You know, I, I run marathon or I did in the past. I live on past glory when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I live relatively healthy mm -hmm. um, and uh, I do my health checkups every every year, blood tests and stuff, and everything is fine, you know. So I said, okay, I'm way out of those risk groups, you know, whereas you know, could count that, you know, 98% of the deaths were in over 85 or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. and that's average age. So that means that someone who's 110 is dying, you know, to pull that average up. And, uh, but I, I don't know, I felt like we somehow went away from looking at data and telling people, okay, you're at risk. Because for me, it was so obvious Then when this was known, I was like, okay, so let's protect the risk groups. Mm. Let's, you know, test around hospitals. Let's uh, test in, in pensionist homes. Let's, uh, you know, let those people have to wear a mask. And if you visit someone who's like this, you have to wear a mask and you have to wash your hands, whatever it is that, that was deemed to be necessary at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, but we, we abandoned that somehow. And now we look at a five-year-old in the same way as a 95-year-old. They get the same medicine, mm -hmm. uh, 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 injection. Um, they both need to isolate. It doesn't make sense. It somehow lost the sense. No, no. The, the logic is falling, uh, is falling away from the COVID narrative more and more every week that goes by. Mm. You know, right now with this Omicron sweeping through the Czech Republic everywhere, mm. which amounts to nothing more than two days of feeling like you have a mild cold. Mm. Um, so why the hysteria around something that is milder than the common cold? Why do I still need to get a booster shot to protect me against the common cold? Mm. It doesn't seem to make sense. But what do you think is behind it then? I mean, what, if, if, because control, it, control, control, control. That is what's behind it. Yeah, but there are millions of people that tell me that I'm an, that I'm an asshole not taking that booster shot, and it's not Bill Gates. He's not knocking on my door. It's not uh, what's this Fauci guy. It's not the president. It's actually just the guy in the next office. He absolutely. tells me that I'm a absolutely I'm a selfish, yep, uh, stupid mm -hmm. anti-vaxer. That's right. That's right. Division, but I have a zero Fear point zero. Division. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have no, zero risk of dying. Well, you know, as the as you know, as logic fails, the um the you know the the, the hardcore COVID believers, the pro vaccination people, you know, as the narrative crumbles, they cling to it ever more feverishly, and I find that people come at me, um, you know, barking at me because I've been putting off getting my booster shot. I have been vaccinated, by the mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. And I will comment on what I've observed anecdotally about people who have been vaccinated. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, I get a lot of this blowback. And to me, it feels like people just giving themselves a psychological pat on the back. You know, don't you agree with me? You know, aren't you afraid like I am? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, and I'm not. I just refuse to give them back what they want to hear anymore. Mm. I, I just. I don't believe it. Mm. Um, 
But it's a big business. I mean, I know oh, people. It's, it's I know personally people who became millionaires from COVID. Absolutely, selling gear and, and distributing oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely, absolutely. Especially if you had anything to do with any kind of pharmaceutical entity. Yeah, you made lots of money. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what I wanted the, the the reason I refused to get boosted mm. um, is because what I observe from my personal experience and what I see happening to my friends. Mm is that vaccinated people are getting sick more frequently with every other kind of bug there is. Mm-hmm. I ordinarily get maybe one mild cold a year mm. because I take care of myself. I take, I take my vitamins. I eat well. Um, and when I feel a cold coming on, I start pumping vitamin C and zinc and echinacea and vitamin D, and I knock it out in two days. Mm. Since I have been vaccinated, I have had three major colds that took 10 days for me to get rid of. I've had stomach bugs. You know, I've had, you know, I, I, every other day I feel like I'm, I start sneezing and feel like I'm coming down with something. I feel like I am constantly battling something mm-hmm. because I truly believe that the vaccination is destroying my natural immunity. How, how long ago were you vaccinated? Uh, six months. I'm due for my booster. Mm-hmm. And I won't get, I will not have it. Mm. And I see this happening to my friends too. And I say, you know, isn't it, don't you find it unusual that all of a sudden, now that you're vaccinated, you're getting sick with all this shit? And what do they say? Well, you know, we're, we're out socializing again and we're letting our guard down Mm. and we're not masking and social distancing. Mm. So of course now we're catching things again because we're being careless. But that could be, I mean, like there, there is a theory that, that, that staying inside and not being exposed to like the let's say the regular shit that goes out out in the in the environment in the streets and stuff like that and wearing a mask and all that that we weakened our respiratory immunity exactly so that makes you exactly and then on top of that i mean by nature i think i mean all the vaccines that i've taken in my life or at least the ones that i took after i got out i got to adult age um they always told me you can expect that your immune system is going to be a little bit weaker for some time. You know, the the body is processing the right. the vaccine and it right. So, so I mean, so what the hell were we locking ourselves down for over t- a two year period? Yeah, but that that's to the thing. weaken our immunity, yeah. to watch depression and suicide rates go through the roof, especially mm. for adolescents, mm. to rob our kids of two years of learning and socialization gasping on their own carbon dioxide from wearing a mask in a classroom mm. when their seven-year-old brains are still growing. Mm. It, 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 we are going to look back in a couple of years and, and this, there is going to be so much remorse mm. over what we have done to ourselves and to our kids and to our elders. I know people that have lost grandparents and have not been able to see them when they were dying because of fucking lockdown restrictions. Mm. That the parent, their parents spent their last years on this earth in isolation mm. because of this madness mm. instead of surrounded by their loved ones. Mm. It's sick. But uh, people who disagree with you just say that we have to protect lives. Fuck them. <laughs> That's not an answer, John. I mean, like you... You, <laughs> you can't. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I think, and I, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think, um, I can understand. Like, okay, so I can understand that, especially in the beginning, when you, when you, you don't know a lot about the disease, and then you have a certain capacity 
I don't think anybody wants to, uh, in in terms of hospitalizations and stuff like that. I don't think anybody would want to live in a in a in a country where or in a society or or I don't know where people can't even get into a hospital or 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 they 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 die in their homes or something. You know what I mean? I think we are all, we would all want to be sure that we can take care of those who get really sick. Yes, of course. My and so I and. But it, it, I don't know. Did it go further than that? I mean, are we so now... So why aren't all the resources going toward protect, protecting those vulnerable people? Mm. Why are the resources being spread out so thin to protect everybody? Mm. Why are we putting money and time into vaccinating five-year-old kids mm. when the time and effort should be spent into protecting 80-year-olds? Mm. What, so it's more democratic? I don't know. Protect everybody. Uh, yeah, but th- and that's 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 the thing that I felt like um, I, I insulted uh, my parents when I told them that I found it more normal that they would isolate than their grandchildren. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I think a lot of people would think that I'm a very bad person for saying that. But I, I, for me, it was just so obvious. If I, I don't know, if I'm, if 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 I was a, if I was a ginger, red haired. Mm-hmm. No, I have no hate towards red-haired people. Not at all. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> I have two red-haired <laughs> listeners, and uh, <laughs> which I both know personally. And uh, I'm I, I'm I'm gonna burn in the sun. If you're a ginger, you burn in the sun. Yes, you know this from the Irish roots. Yes, absolutely. The ginger burn. And uh, what does that mean? Well, that means that I, as a ginger, I take responsibility for my own disability when it comes to sunlight. Yes, and I either stay out shorter or I wear more sunscreen or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I solve it like that myself. Right. In COVID, we took away all the personal responsibility. Exactly. What ha- What did you do, John, when you got the flu in 1985? You stayed home, right? Yeah, because usually the flu was the one thing that would pretty much knock you out of going to work. Yeah. Flu was bad. Exactly. Not deadly, but, now, but it was bad. But now, if you're positive... Even if you have no symptoms, you still need to... You've got to lock yourself up for five days. For what? Mm. You're not sneezing, you're not coughing, Mm. you're not transmitting anything. Mm. But yet you've got to lock yourself away for five days. Mm. What is that doing? What is that doing when the vast majority of COVID cases now are among the people who have been fully vaccinated? Mm. Well, that's... Oh, it is true. It is true. Well, uh, it it seems to be differs. Uh, I I think I think a lot of there is a lot of problems with this in in the sense that testing policies are different between countries. In some countries they're testing a lot, in other countries they're testing less. In some countries, vaccinated people are are except they, they don't need to test. So I think those numbers can be really skewed. I think I think that. You can, to some degree, look at hospitalizations, and th- and that fluctuates. Like for in Iceland, for example, where I'm from, sometimes half of the people in hospital are vaccinated, sometimes seventy mm-hmm. percent. But I think that would be natural, also, because if you have ninety percent of the population vaccinated, then you're bound to have a lot of them represented in the hospital. Mm-hmm. But I think, I I do think that the vaccines were oversold. We were, we were sold this as a solution. And as you said, then the goalpost kept moving. Yes. You need another shot, then another shot, yes. and still the mask, and then and, still testing. And there was no message about preventative medicine. Mm. 
about uh, natural things that you could do to boost your natural immunity. Take mm. vitamin D. Mm. Go out and get some sun instead of locking yourself up all day. Mm. Uh, there, there, none of our doctors told us to do any of these things, mm. or told us that there were medications, cheap medications like ivermectin and, and hydroxychloroquine, mm. um, that cost pennies per mm. pill. Mm. That they could cut down on the hospitalizations and save people's lives. Mm. No, none of that information. It was all vaccines, vaccines, vaccines. The only answer is to get a vaccine. Yeah, I think I think that's a really interesting thing because I felt that this that we kind of went all in the, on the vaccine and we didn't even consider all the alternatives. And then when the vaccine proved not to be uh, stopping the spread, and actually I've seen studies, I've read studies where where unvaccinated people spread less. And maybe it's because of what you were saying, the vaccinated person are less careful. And, and you know what I mean? It could mm -hmm. be a social thing. Mm -hmm. But I think 23% of unvaccinated people managed to spread and 25% of vaccinated people, they took, you know, it was a big right, study. Right. And I think, um, I think it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, there's, it's, it's interesting with those medicine that you mentioned, like the ivermectin and, 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 Hydro hydroxychloroquine. Uh, hydroxychloroquine is that um, both of these medicines have been administered millions of times, hundreds of millions of times, and they are listed as oh yes critical medicine on the list of all ivermectin won the Nobel Prize for medicine. Yeah, the the person who created ivermectin. But we call it the horse. But it, it's, horse it's horse dewormer. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Why why is is it too Be cheap? Nobody it's makes too money cheap. on it. No one makes any money on it. There's no money to be made. You know, you've heard about now they're coming up with the with the, the COVID pill, you know, the pill yeah. now that you can take yeah. to prevent it. All it is is a reworking of the molecular structure of ivermectin. Mm. That's what the Pfizer and, COVID and pill is. It's pay, ivermectin. And just, pay, patented. Just, yeah, mm. yeah. Just reworked and patented all over again. Mm. <laughs> They've known it all along. Mm. But do you think... I mean, because now I, I think, yeah, I mean, there are so many factors in this. There are so many people making money. The medical companies are making money. People are saying, oh, the vaccine is free. No, it's not free. You're paying it through your tax pay. Yes. And, and the money is going. And if you look at the share price of the medical company, they never want this to end. If I, if I, I mean, I'll be very honest because I'm a greedy bastard like everybody else. I'm human. Mm -hmm. If I had found a business that could do better in COVID, I wouldn't want COVID to end. Of course not. If your theaters would be filled up during COVID, you would never want COVID to end, right? That's right. Of course, this is human nature. So why why would why would we think that uh, the medical industry is helping us or being good? Because people give the leaders, uh, give people like Fauci in America mm. a pass. They are this. They are. They're not just following the science. They are the science. Mm -hmm. You know, they are omnipotent mm. and. I don't know, when I went to school, science was all about experimenting and challenging ideas and, you know, looking at different solutions, not just thinking that there's one answer that to, that everyone must follow. Mm. Um, it, it makes me livid. Fauci is one of the greatest villains in this whole ugly play. Yeah, but that, that we will need to leave that up to history to judge, you know? Mm-hmm. And the other thing, you know, you mentioned the uh, the data. The data is is never gonna it's never going to be clear because mm. it was miscalculated from day one. Mm. Because people were there was there was no differentiation differentiation between 
marking someone down as having died of COVID and marking them down as having died with COVID. Mm. Dying of pneumonia and also happening to have COVID. Mm. Dying in a car crash, they also happen to have COVID. Mm. It's all marked down as COVID deaths. We're never going to be able to go backwards and sort through all of that. Mm. I so, often thought, though, I mean, like, and I agree with you. I mean, I think there is a lot of there is a lot of, and but of course, a lot of this in the beginning, especially the people are learning on the fly. So you have to kind of expect that something will be wrong. You, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, people say that we've been preparing for this. You know, the higher powers have been preparing for something like this, and they wanted mm-hmm. this to happen. I think. Well, that's maybe the 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 innocent part of me that wants to believe that. The randomness and the and all the errors that have been done in the response show me that it can't have been planned, at least not fully, or they lost control of the, or whatever, you know. Yeah, because there well, have they been did so many. Once they let it out of the Wuhan lab, yeah, they lost control over it. Mm. But they sure as hell created it. Yeah, they uh, sure as hell did gain of function research and 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 tinkered with that virus until it became COVID, mm. until it became something that was going to cause global mayhem. Mm. Yes, they absolutely fixed that up in the lab and then conveniently let it out. And who is behind that? Who, who wants that? Who wants a global virus? The global powers. The uh, who are these who, pa- people? It's Soros and, and Gates? Or, or who are these? Rothschild? Or? Yes, all of them. All of them. I mean, it comes from, you can look at the Illuminati. You can look at the New World Order. You can look at Bohemian Grove. Um, it's it all it's all the same suspects going back through history, mm. um, but sure as hell, I mean, anyone who thinks that you know the the world is being run by all of these individual leaders, anyone who thinks America is being run by run by Joe Biden or that the UK is being run run by by Boris Johnson, has been drinking too much. These are idiots. They're but not they running say, the country. They are the regional managers for the global corporation. But they would say these, these people that you that you say that are believing that those people are in charge, they would call you a conspiracy theorist. That's fine. And a tin hatter and That's whatever. Fine. Flatter that's fine. Them. Because everything, you know, if you go back two years, one by one, everything that's been called a conspiracy theory about this whole crock of shit that mm. we've been living in has panned out to be true. One by one. Mm. But do you think that um, I don't know. Do you think that it, they're gonna try to drag it out? Do you think it will? And I mean, like for example, today they, they or they announced in, in that in the UK they're gonna stop wearing masks and and like they're they're easing. Yes. And and that, and that's what I think. Like because I look at okay, what what is Sweden doing? Are they op- disobeying the world powers because they did right. w- went a different route? You know. Yeah. Uh, El Salvador, I think, they, they are sending vitamins to people's homes and, and telling them to go and exercise. And, they, mm-hmm. you know, India, they are using ivermectin. Yes. But, funnily, in India, when they started using ivermectin, they made an agreement with Joe Biden that they wouldn't tell anyone what they're using. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how I about that? I don't know that? why. I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, do you think that they're going to... Or is it cracking, or or are they going to manage to drag it out if if these are higher powers that are behind the scenes? 
they are going to drag it out. Um, and I think the, I mean, I think the, the U, Boris Johnson is loosening up the reins in the UK because they are closer to financial collapse than the US or other powers are. Mm. You know, since Brexit, they have isolated themselves. They are in really, really yeah. And he had bad some parties. Shape. He had some parties at the. Of course, uh, he did. You know, of course, so he did. He needs to save face. Yep. Yep. Um, but you know, the, the global economies are are, are crumbling. Mm. Um, you know. In t in ten years' time, they're going to get their wish. Uh, we're, we're all going to be following the Chinese model. We're all going to be, we're you know, it's, we're all going to be getting universal basic income, tied to a microchip in our in our hand, tied to a global, tied, tied to a uh, uh, what do you call it? Social social credit social mm -hmm. credit scheme, mm -hmm. right? So uh, you get to keep all of your money if you're an obedient slave. If you speak up. Well, you lose 10 bucks here, 10 bucks there. <laughs> and then you can drive 50 kilometers per day and because you can use so much fuel or CO2 or whatever. Right, right. You will own nothing and be happy. Talking about that, though, uh, I hope you're wrong, John. I really hope you're wrong uh, on all accounts of how you see this. Yes. Well, as I because said, I'm too young as I to said, live I am hopeful. this. Yes. I, am, I am hopeful. I really am. Mm. Um, it, this can go either way. It can go either way. Um, either these global maniacs will get their way and wipe out most of the world's population and enslave the rest of us and have, have everything being run by AI, um, or the world will wake up and finally throw these evil bastards out. This is like a movie. Like you're you're talking like um, I mean like if you look at there's always this big ba bad company that becomes too big and they invent something that can destroy the world and there is this evil guy that sits in a leather chair somewhere and mm -hmm. he just screams and it's that's been true throughout history <laughs> yeah but I, I'm I'm just thinking like you know I think about myself I was like okay if I had if I had just a a millifraction of the wealth that some of these people have, I would just throw in the towel and just go and spend the, my life on a boat in the Caribbean or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I just don't get the motives, you know? I do understand that the system itself, I mean, the capitalist system, I think, I think and the globalist system has, has created a, a system that is kind of geared towards destruction somehow because people are motivated by money and there are more and more people wanting to become rich from it and there is you know like and there are fewer and fewer of us left to exploit so you know what i mean like mm -hmm. they can't sell me the same stuff twice a day you know like some so they need to figure out ways to to get more money but uh, i don't know i just i just i, I don't know are, are are there so many sociopaths there yes there are yeah yeah i mean you know i uh, We all come into this world fully capable of living our lives anywhere on the spectrum from sainthood to demonhood, you know, mm. and everywhere in between. Mm. And we're shaped by our genes and by our culture mm. and by the, by the world. And, you know, trends happen. Uh, uh, evil, evil and sociopathy are contagious mm. just the way the power of people like Gandhi and Martin Luther King are contagious in a positive way. Mm. Um, so it's so just a matter of how, what, 
you know, you can have that power, but then you either have good or bad that you use it for. Yes, I think so. Mm. But, you know, people that live from a place of uh, a higher, more positive, loving, spiritual energy are not people who generally go after power, mm. who don't feed off of power, who don't have a need to fill others around them with fear. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I yeah, I maybe I'm just too blue-eyed somehow. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> Treasure your innocence yeah. like the last roses of summer. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, but in, into all this, like, um, I mean, if we if we try somehow to to kind of put this all in the same drawer, if we say, like, this division and this politicization. I think COVID has driven the division even greater mm -hmm. um, than it was before. Uh, and uh, I think, yeah, the election in the U.S. was a big division point. Uh, I think COVID, yeah, has definitely divided people. But where I feel like, I've lost the media a little bit somehow, like the mainstream media. And I don't know if, I don't know if it is because the mainstream media has become worse or if actually there's just so much social media and so much access to other information mm -hmm. that actually we're finally seeing them for what they are. Do you know what I mean? Maybe they were just... Well, yeah. I mean, in the US, um, CNN, MSNBC, mm. you know, which are mouthpieces of the White House... Um, their ratings are falling through the floor. Mm. It's conservative media that is picking up the popular, the average listener in the U.S. right now. Mm. Um, no, you know, people, people are turning off CNN. You know, but the, have the, they the, haven't they always been the mouthpiece of the White House, or is that a new thing? They or? have. It has become more and more so as the power of the media has um, congealed itself into six global corporations running the whole show. So there are six um, companies that own all media, or all these correct. big yes. medias. Yes, yes, that's correct. And what kind there of are companies? Two, are there these? are two companies. I mean, if you if you really dig into it, mm. there are two companies: BlackRock mm. and Vanguard, mm. that own everything else, that have their fingers in everything else, mm -hmm. um, that have that are bu they're buying up all of the real estate in the United States. Yeah, I saw somewhere um, BlackRock owns like 30% of all apartments or something, like some crazy number. I don't know it's exactly true. the number, yeah. Yes, it's true. It's absolutely true. But nobody's looking at them. Nobody with, nobody, you know, they, they, they operate in the shadows. Mm -hmm. um, is, that, is that Soros? BlackRock is, and Soros? No, I think they're separate entities. Mm -hmm. But... No. Uh, so because of this, so, so you, what you're basically saying is that because of the ownership of the media, the media just speaks the voice that fits the interest of those who own it or what? Yeah, yeah. And look at social media. Mm. This all, uh, look at Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, you know, the social media was so exciting because there were all these different forums. Now mm. it's all gobbled up by two or three People, whatever, whoever that asshole is that owns Google. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I forget his name. Him and Zuckerberg and Gates and Microsoft. You know, 
all of you know it used <laughs> when I when I grew up what we learned in school is that it was on America that um, monopolies were on American there were laws against monopolies in the United States mm. that's it, all fallen by the wayside now it's all about getting monopolies now it's all about gobbling up every other company until you're the only game in town mm. And, and 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 COVID has helped those companies a lot because the absolutely. richer are just becoming more rich. I mean, like by trillions. Absolutely, yes. And it's yes. irony the gulf of it, is getting wider and wider and wider. Yeah, and the irony of it is that it's actually under the management of a left government. Yes, that has was actually, and that that they were voted in on the promise of better times for the poor. Mm-hmm. The poor that had been protesting and, and and stuff like that. Yes, they come in, and everything they have done since then is to make the poor more poor and the rich more rich. Absolutely, yes. That's kind of crazy. It is crazy, but you know, of course, they you know they 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 hide they hide that. I mean, look at you know look at this whole uh, the Build Back Better bill that Biden is mm. trying to ram through. Mm. Um, you know, and they're selling it as. Oh, but look, it gives Medicare to everyone. Oh, it get, it helps old people get hearing aids. It's, you know, it's all about the more free handouts. Mm. See, Democrats are great at free handouts. And, you know, and poor people, of course, are going to take all the free handouts they can get. Mm. Wouldn't you? I mean, if... Yeah, if somebody I wanted to give t- me money, I would When I was growing up, I would have taken any kind of free money the government wanted to throw at me. Why the hell not? Mm. Um, but someone has to pay for it in the end. Someone is paying for it in the end. Absolutely, the middle class, the disappearing middle class, is paying for it. Mm. And America is built on the middle class. That's right. Mm. Absolutely, America is built on the back of the middle class. I think we call this the state of the union, John. This is the state of the union of it the, is. Of the, you know, like that's your. It is the sorry state yeah. of the union. <laughs> um, but the censorship, I mean, like, because of, and, and, and COVID has become really, and it's re- really interesting that on COVID you see a lot of um, commentary saying you just trust the science. And and there, I was reading up on this uh, so-called Trusted News Initiative, that, which is the BBC that, that, that uh, was leading. So all the major medias, plus Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all those uh, social medias, they created the club where they say, so these are the trusted medias. Mm-hmm. Everything else is misinformation or disinformation. Right. And they then say, okay, we're going to follow the World Health Organization on this, or we're going to follow the, the CDC on this, or the FDA, or whatever. You know, they take their policies. I can understand in some way why they choose that, because it's an easier way for them to say, okay, this is a public authority. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just going to adopt whatever they say as our policy. And so whatever goes against that, Mm-hmm. It's going to be eliminated. Um, now, one would say that, and, and you see it often, especially on, on like, I don't know, like Twitter, somebody gets cancelled or somebody somebody's account gets suspended. What I hate about it is that when it turns out like a month later that, that actually what the person was saying is true, mm-hmm. but then that person has been cancelled and, you know, will right. never be reinstated. They will never say sorry or anything like that. Right. But a lot of proponents of, of of this kind of censorship, they would say, well, these are free medias and we can just censor them, you know? You you sign up for some user Yeah. Whatever, user contract. Yeah, well, you know, that that ended when the Biden administration publicly stated that they were 
calling upon Facebook and social media to do their censorship for them. Mm. They thus publicly called them out as arms of the government propaganda machine mm. and not private entities who had the right to censor whoever the fuck they wanted to. Mm. The government is in bed with these with the so social media. If you look at actually, the, I, I read, the, I was reading the, 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 what's it called, like the financial support to political parties and 95% of all Silicon Valley tech, tech support went to Democrats. Mm -hmm. Of course. 95%. Yes. Both from staff and from owners. Mm -hmm. So, so it, it, it doesn't look unbiased. It looks a little bit biased, you know. Yeah. Mm, but yeah, so on 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 COVID, they've said, okay, so this is the science. This is the only science. That's the one that comes out of CDC or World Health Organization, and and right. anything else is wrong. And and then if people like you and I've I've seen you communicate about you know COVID or whatever, and and people ah well, you should just believe the scientists. But the same person will tell you that you should believe Bill Gates, who is not, to my knowledge, a scientist. We have the same, me and right. him have the same medical degree, mm -hmm. non, no mm -hmm. degree. And uh, um, the same people will tell you to believe Greta Thunberg on, on, on climate change. Mm -hmm. So you should believe the science sometimes, or right. when it suits them. Exactly. Believe the science when we say it's science. Mm. Yeah. And they get to say what the science Exactly, exactly. Um, I personally have had two, two recent experiences of uh, almost being canceled out of social media. Um, mm. I've gotten expelled from Facebook on a number of occasions, and each time they expel you, the, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the length of your time in, co in uh, Facebook jail extends. It starts with 24 hours, then it's 48 hours, then it's seven days, then it's a month. I'm up to a month. <laughs> yeah. Next time they next time they, they toss me in jail, it's going to be first. I think for a good six months. And what have I gotten tossed in jail for? Um, for posting about um, I think one of my personal uh, biggest pet peeves about the whole uh, COVID fiasco is uh, the masking and vaccination of children and what uh, this is doing to a, a generation of kids. Mm. And I do post about that from a scientific point of view. I did work in hospitals. But you're not my a scientist. Yeah, okay. You're, yeah, okay. Yeah, you worked I in worked hospital. with medical doctors. I worked in a medical environment my whole. My I'm just whole trying career. to discredit you here. I, I know you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, I I know for a, a, a fact that children's brains are being adversely affected by mask wearing and distance learning. Mm. Um, I just saw my GP a couple of weeks ago for a checkup, mm. and he was complaining to me because his kids are now getting back to school, and they are two and three years behind in their math skills, mm -hmm. and there's no catching up for them. Mm. This is the price that they have paid, that mm. we have made them pay. Mm. Anyway, so it was my posting about these concerns, specifically about kids, um, that got me thrown in Facebook jail for well, spreading happens, misinformation. What happens if someone complains about you then? Or? I have no idea. It's Part of it is an, is, uh, is, is an algorithm. Mm. Um, I don't necessarily think you need someone to complain. I think that they've, they've, they've set up these incredibly sophisticated algorithms. Yeah. To, um, and the other thing I did, I did recently was uh, I saw someone posted a complete list of all of the athletes that have suddenly dropped dead on the playing field mm. uh, in a game after they've been vaccinated. I mm. mean, an unbelievable list. I There must have been 50 names on it. And yeah, I, I, saw, I saw this post from you. Yeah, 
Yeah. There's a, there's I posted it. I yeah. never said the word COVID. I never mm. said the word vaccine. Mm. All it was was a list of death statistics, mm. and I got called out on it. Mm. So I don't know what algorithm I, tri- I tripped up there. But, you know, wh- why don't... How do people not know all these people are dropping dead after they get the vaccine? How is this suppressed? It's it's incredible. I don't know. I mean, I think, well, with that, we don't see the controlling data. We we don't see how many were dying before. Do, do you know what I mean? And I think so. I think there are errors on both sides here. I think the the, the I mean, if 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 people were hadn't been lying and hadn't been found out to be lying, there wouldn't be any conspiracy theories. I think in all of this with with COVID, there has mm-hmm. been so much mismanagement mm-hmm. of the whole process and and the promises that were untrue, and then statements about yeah, the vaccine will stop COVID, and then it turned out to be wrong. And instead of just coming out then and saying, okay, we were wrong, this is where we were wrong, but this is what we're going to try now. Please. Stay with us, you know. Mm-hmm. Then people rather they start hiding even more, and when you create some shade, mm-hmm. that's where doubt grows. You know, like that's where people like you and and people like me we start saying, well, well okay, there's something smelly here. You know, like okay. Mm-hmm. So in in that way, I think in a lot of policies and a lot of actions and reactions and 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 uh, communication has been proven to be wrong or partially wrong and and therefore that creates doubt and instead of coming clean they keep on lying or or saying something wrong or they're totally incompetent on the other hand with the doubters so let's say that the 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 person who takes that because i saw your post it's a list of post people that have have collapsed or got heart attacks or or issues after vaccination Mm -hmm. the ones that create this they should be sure then to say okay so how does that look historically is that, you know, and how many of them were vaccinated? How many of them were unvaccinated? How many of them had COVID and the vaccine? How many of them had COVID and no vaccine? Do you know what I mean? Because we don't have anything to control with. Well, I have, uh, I, I have a greater, I have a longer historical perspective. And I can tell you that growing up in the United States, um, in uh, a, a culture that is obsessed with sports, mm. if an athlete dropped dead on the field, it would be national news. It just doesn't happen. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. But what I, what I, and I'm, I'm not saying there is something, there's an elephant in the room and he's farting regularly. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is that what I'm missing, if I, if I'm going to be true to my uh, way of looking at facts is through data, Mm -hmm. then I want to see the data also how many of those were vaccinated? How many of them had COVID also? Because people say long COVID and reactions. There are a lot of the same reactions happen to people that had COVID and got badly sick as mm-hmm. happens to ones that get sick from the vaccination. Mm-hmm. Because it's the same thing. There's a spike protein in the body and something, something happens and it goes to the heart and it can go to the whatever. Right. I'm not an expert on this. But what I'm, what I'm saying is that if you're going to challenge... If you're going to challenge the narrative, the data has to be waterproof because 
you're challenging a narrative that doesn't have data or doesn't have waterproof data or has doubtful data or wrong data. So I, I, this is sometimes what I'm missing from mm-hmm. the challenges is to, okay, do your homework. And I'm not talking about your post because you're just posting someone else's post and that happens all the time. I do the same, you know? Mm-hmm. But I just think, I think if we, if we are going to have a, an argument about something as important as this, we mm-hmm. should use all the possible data, all the possible tools available to us to right. to substantiate our point of view. Yes, yes. But as we talked about uh, earlier, since the since the start, the data the data has all been corrupted since mm-hmm. the beginning on this mm-hmm. because it's all been filtered through mm-hmm. agendas. Um, yeah, I mean, there's something wrong if you're called the COVID death when you, you're shot in the leg and then they yeah. happen to find out that you had COVID also. I mean, there's right, something right. wrong. Yes. And I see in, even and in my... Do you, do you know that hospitals and doctors receive a larger reimbursement if yeah, they put COVID on the death yes, certificate? I know. Hmm. Yeah, that couldn't be having any effect on them, could it? <laughs> it it's definitely could. I mean, no one can deny that. I mean, I, I if, yeah, as I said, if I could make money out of this... Some way, if I could find a clever way to make money of it, I would do it. You know, like I just haven't been clever enough. And um, well, I started a podcast during COVID, and uh, p- partially there you go. But I haven't made any money of it. <laughs> Not yet. No. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I think I think that uh, um, I, I often think about this with the media and the narrative and the censorship. Is I think truth will find this way, one way or the other. Do you know what I mean? It's like trapping mm-hmm. a fart. It's going to come out. Yes. When you either open the door or you take off your pants, yeah. it it will go out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my, fa- I, my favorite example of that right now is this whole Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, Jeffrey Epstein mm. thing that's going down and Prince Andrew being thrown to the wolves. Mm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if Queen Elizabeth cuts, cuts her own son loose, yeah. <laughs> then there's you know, something. Something's falling apart, mm. you know? Uh, so, yeah, stuff like that. You're right. The truth mm. will eventually come out. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but part of this COVID and, and, and media and censorship is this um, anti-vax uh, movement. Let's let's just call it that. Or people that are being categorized as anti-vaxxers. Right. And to me, to a large extent, um, the word anti is completely wrong when it comes to this. Because um, if I don't like burgers, I'm not anti-burger. Mm-hmm. If I don't feel that I need to take uh, omega-3 pills every morning, I'm not anti-omega-3. Right. And uh, and I personally, I mean, I I have no issue with someone taking a vaccine um, or heroin or whatever they want to take. I don't care mm-hmm. what, what other people do to them as long as they don't, you know, harm me or whatever. And, right. And as now, long as they don't make you take it. Yes. Uh, but... And that's... What's different right now is mm. one side is saying to the other, we want to make you take it. Mm. You don't have a choice anymore. Mm. We're mandating you. But those are the people on the left more than the people on the it's right. It's all people on the left. All people on but the left. But they should be for human rights and they should be... I mean, you, 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 They're you, hypocrites. You. They're not for human rights. Mm. What are they They're the for? biggest hypocrites in the world. They're for themselves. Mm. They're for their own righteousness. Mm. Is it part of virtue signaling wokeness or, or yeah, something? Yeah, you of know? course it is. That's where they're such big proponents of it. Mm. That's why they're pushing that agenda so hard. Mm. It's not just buyer's remorse. You know, I, 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 it's going to be better if we all take it and then 
Are they afraid that the control group will be eliminated? You know, you know what I mean? Like, uh, okay, everybody's doing it. It's better just to get more people on board, even if the boat is sinking. Yeah, yeah, you could look at it that way. Mm. I'm, I'm fascinated by this because, you know, like, uh, I'm vaccinated through the roof, you know, like I have... Did you get your boost? No, no, and I didn't get the COVID vaccine either, but and I, I have uh-huh. a natural immunity. And, my, and actually, th- th- and that's what I liked. I went to my doctor here and I, I asked her, um, been seeing her for 12 years, you know, and I said, listen, should I take this vaccine? She said, no. I said, why not? Uh, you're not, not any risk, you know. You're, you will get a flu. If you get it, you will get a flu, and you're going to be fine. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm actually going to listen to my doctor. I haven't heard anybody that I know that actually went to talk to their doctor before. They just went in blindly. They got an SMS from the government, go and get your shot, and they went in. I would just yeah. never do that. If somebody told me, okay, got to try heroin to get your freedom, I would never take heroin. Mm. So why would I take this if I'm at 0.001% risk of dying? Mm-hmm. And I know that I don't have any underlying conditions because I go every year and have that checked. Um, so what were we talking about? Anti-vaxxers. Yeah, yes, anti-vaxxers. Yeah, I don't know how we got here. But anyway, yeah, so I'm vaxxed through the roof. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with other people taking this. But I'm an anti-vaxxer because right. I don't want to take it. Right. That doesn't. Uh, but just the word, and that takes me to like how how have, how are these words being used? You know, transphobic. If I you know, if I don't have a friend who's trans, am I then transphobic? That's what I was called. You're, but yeah. you're gay. You can't be transphobic. You 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 fit. The, you're the poster boy for wokeness. That, uh, absolutely, I, I ought to be the the poster boy. But, you know, I had the audacity to disagree with someone, some raging liberal in New York City, who was complaining about lack of representation in the theater for trans people. And I was just relating that in my personal experience. Mm-hmm. I had worked with exactly one trans actor in, in uh, 45 years of doing theater. Mm-hmm. And I come from New, I come from New York. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and this person got so irate with me. Well, why? They, because you, did you say anything negative because, about this? No, I was person? just no. I was just saying that you know I I, I was saying that I do, I I didn't understand what um, theater environment that she was wor- working in that had so many trans actors working for them. Um, because in my personal experience, and I'm gay, and I can't, I'm a New Yorker, I didn't really see it. Mm. So what's the disparity? Mm. And so I was labeled transphobic. Mm-hmm. And this person went onto my personal Facebook page, saw that I was the artistic director of Classic Stage, went onto my business page account, and left a rant on my Classic Stage webpage mm. saying that my theater company was transphobic mm. just for saying that, that you have met a lot of trans people yeah and yeah. You, that you felt that yeah, yeah. that that the discussion about so, their discrimination so, and, was that, and that's something that that's what creeps me out uh about disagreeing with liberals on social media lately is they go for the jugular they go for the personal um if i disagree with someone often i get back Oh, you worked in the, you worked in a psychiatric hospital. And that's what you think. You know, they're going on to my personal page. They're looking at personal information on me to attack me personally because I disagree with them. 
And I find that so disturbing. You know, I think, what are these little balls of hatred doing in their little liberal enclave that they have all the time in the world to write paragraph after paragraph, you know, fighting me back and digging up personal information on me? God, what pathetic empty lives. <laughs> mm. But why... why but what, uh, why are we? Why why is it like this? Why are, you know, why why is, why is it transphobic? You know, phobic. Right, right. Like or hate. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Why are we using such strong words to describe maybe something that is just a random event or a, I don't know, like a, as you say, like okay, if if there are, uh, for example, if you take. Uh, the probability that a trans person will apply in my company, if I have a small company of ten people, is statistically just very low. Mm-hmm. That, but that doesn't mean that my company is transphobic, right? But, and then people are saying we need to elevate trans people in the society. So I'm thinking, okay, so how right. should I make them up somehow, or? If right. there's just not enough of them, then to go around to mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. to put one in each company, do you, do you get what I mean? Like it's I know. A I know, I know, and it's never it's never enough because what I'm watching happening now in the London and New York theater communities is theater companies are all hiring diversity consultants mm-hmm. to you know make sure that they are woke enough in their casting and in their selection of plays that they've ticked off the appropriate number of boxes for having black actors, trans actors whatever you know included mm. in the, in the company it's become so pre- it's become so predictable now mm. um it's al- almost cliched i can sometimes i can pr- i can predict i hear about a new a new play coming up and i can almost guess how they're going to uh divide the the class among all the various oppressed minorities to give them representation mm. um and this is the fucking theater community Mm. What we're 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 this center of, center of corporate hatred. We're oppressing people. The theater community. Mm. Stop it! Mm. <laughs> it's, it's just bullshit. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I I I. It's hard for me. I mean, I come from a very homogenic country. Do you know what I mean? A super mm-hmm. super equal society where right. everybody has a fair chance. And if you're not like totally lazy or a loser or whatever, you know, that then, yeah, everybody can make it somehow, you know? And uh, so it's hard for me to to relate to this because, you know, I don't, I, I've never been a black guy in Harlem, you know? I, right. I have no fucking clue how that is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I can imagine that it can come with its challenges, you know? Mm-hmm. But maybe they won't, this won't be solved in the, in the theater or, or, or you know, or, or, or because I feel like you're saying with those policies and 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 this diversity stuff, I feel a lot of it is very fake and shallow. It is extremely shallow, and it's. Uh, but I don't know about the theater because I've never been close to that. But I've been close to the kind of the global corporate world uh, for most of my adult life, and uh, uh, luckily, when I was kind of in my prime, these these matters were not so much on the agenda. I mean, if we did charity, we just did charity. We didn't need to boost about it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we sent help to Asia when there was a tsunami and and, and, and stuff like, you know, and, and, and we just didn't tell anyone, you know? Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that you put 
on your sleeve and, and oh, look how good I am, you know, you just did it. And yep. um, and I, I don't know, I, I, I have a feeling that, that we are kind of falling for this trick that, that I don't know, like you take a, a company like Apple or something like that, you know, like they have all these diversity officers and they have all this and that and blah, 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 and then environmental policies. And then they actually have their production done by slaves in China or something, you know? <laughs> exactly. And Very and true. Where there are no human rights and, and no free speech and whatever. And But we actually buy it. We think that this is an amazing company and we pay hundreds of dollars for a telephone that is made for $20 by someone who got paid $1. That's right. And I, I, don't, I don't know, it's... it's and I and I have a feeling that this is like they're diverting our attention to something really tiny and not necessarily important, you know, like who cares if there's one play without a trans person? No one's gonna die, you know. Like the trans mm-hmm. person could just could have a job in a cinema or in a movie or in in, yeah. in the gas station or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it's not no but at the same time, those companies are just getting richer and richer and richer, you know, and polluting. And then they tell us that we can't fly because they need to fly or whatever. You know, I, I feel like in some way this is the theater. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have to give you an anecdote mm. about uh, wokeism in theater and uh, how it got flipped on my head on its head for me recently. Um, I got into a disagreement with someone on Facebook, as happens to be on a daily basis. Um, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> um, this apparently there was uh, an American play being done here in Prague um, by a uh, Czech theater company, and one of the leading lead characters in this play was black, and the uh, Czech theater company lost the black actor that was playing the role and they recast the role with a white actor and put him in blackface and the the playwright pulled the rights to the play and said you can't do that Mm. and i actually had people you know i i i I opened this can of worms by saying i am the least woke cancel culture person that you're going to find in this city Mm. but you know even i have to draw the line at blackface it's Mm. just not cool Mm. (laughs) you just can't do that anymore Mm. and people were arguing with me saying you know well this is chuck culture this is different you know it's okay here Mm. like no no culture has to grow up Mm. so you're not a racist no i'm not believe it or not i'm not a racist No? no i was yeah I, I got I got I got slammed. People thought I was calling Czechs racist because mm. uh, they do blackface. Mm. I think like yeah, I think in in some way the uh, c- culture here is is um, somewhat behind in, in in this sense. And I think you know I saw that in Iceland as well. I mean, I I think I saw the first black person in Iceland myself when I was twelve. You know, and that kind of says it all. You know, right? Um, and and then it just takes time to kind of catch on somehow. I mean, I know it sounds weird, but but I mean, I was in China and I, I felt like a clown, you know. People were stopping me on the street to take pictures with me because of my beard and my tattoos and stuff like right. that, you know. And, and, uh, and you know, I've also been in, in, in Sudan and in Africa and I felt really like an alien, you know, and everybody looked at me and I probably felt that I was super, super weird, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think... 
to some extent, it's an exotic, you know, like racism doesn't always have to be, how do you say, negative or, you know, it, it's just the difference, you know, like you think, right. wow, that, okay, here is a different person, you know, and, and, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, an, but it's just an interesting thing that this, um, um, how, how, how if you're, if you don't agree with something, then you're transphobic or you're a hater or you're right. anti you're it's, racist. It's, yeah. It's, it's become a very, mm -hmm. there's no middle ground. Right. Nowhere. Nowhere it's gone. And I think social media has made that. I think we get into those echo chambers. We get surrounded by confirmation of our opinions mm -hmm. and that kind of divides us. And, uh, yeah, and the we you know we 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 tend to and I try deliberately try to kind of familiarize familiarize myself with opinions and topics that I disagree with. Mm -hmm. It can be really hard sometimes because sometimes you just say you're stupid, but that doesn't solve anything, you know. And um, I think I often talk about it like back in Iceland, it was great because we had like four newspapers and they were all politically aligned somehow like they all there was a lefty one there was a middle one there was a uh, little bit less lefty one and then the right one and you would read them all right because there was nothing else to read right so you kind of got exposed to you know the other side mm -hmm. and and how they thought and you know and then i went to work in a farm so i was brainwashed in all this that was beneficial for farms you know and you know so so you got exposed to all those things right now i feel like as soon as you're 12 you're given a phone you can start kind of filtering out of your life everything you don't understand or disagree with or whatever and then you end up with actually being in a some sort of a silo i think it's dangerous it is dangerous yes of course keeps us all in our own little special protected bubble mm -hmm. um and then people like you screaming on Facebook. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking that I, ne I, I avoided Facebook in the U.S. I did not get onto Facebook regularly mm. until I got to Prague. And that was because I found out that if I wanted to be part of the uh, theater and film community here and the expat community, mm. this was the way. it was the way I was going to find out about it. Mm. And it's the way that I, it's the biggest way that I advertise and promote my theater company. I mm. couldn't do it without Facebook. Mm. So, you know, so I'm kind of trapped into looking at it every day. Yeah. Um, you can't really be without it. Yeah, yeah. And you're kind of signing yourself off somehow to live in a cabin in the woods, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I wish that I was not dependent on it mm. for my craft, that mm. I could just say, fuck it. Because I, I do, I know people that, do, that have taken themselves off Facebook and off Twitter and they're so, they're so much happier for it. Mm. They're so much healthier for it. I wish I could join them. Mm. But such is the nature of the beast. Yeah. Um, I think we, yeah, we're kind of, I, I just, everything we talk, I mean, this is very different than what I planned, but uh, but I deliberately didn't plan too much because I kind of wanted to see where we would go with this. But a lot of the stuff we were talking about here, like, you know, we talk censorship, globalist, blah, blah, blah. We're looking at it very much through the looking glass of Western empires. You know, we're we're looking at at it from a European US perspective in a way. Yes. You know, there's a whole world out there that's actually much bigger than that, you know, mm -hmm. like and and I'm thinking like there's probably no one now in Iran or Iraq who is thinking global warming or 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 let's go vegan for the environment. Right. Or or pronouns. Yeah. So are we kind of and that, you know, I don't know, maybe Soros wants that or someone, but are we collapsing from the inside somehow? You know, are we are we focusing on stuff that doesn't really matter? 
Yes. And losing sight of the, the ball. Absolutely. And somebody else is going to steal the ball. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Oh, yeah. China and Russia are all set to seize it. Mm. Do you think that we're handing it over? We're handing it over. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're right. It's, you know, Western civilization, time is, the time has come and is, the time is waning. Mm. Can we wait like 20, 30 more years, you know, like just for me? I hope so. Mm. I mean, I want, I want to be around another 20, 30 years myself. Yeah. I don't want it to all come crashing down. I have, there's too many plays I want to direct. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I want to hold the wolves back. Yeah. But uh, do, you think, do you think it can have a good ending? You said earlier you're hopeful. I mean, do you think we can kind of, I don't know, have a soft emergency landing? <laughs> Yes, I think that people can awaken spiritually. Mm. And I think that if we get this fucking COVID bullshit behind us and get a little bit of perspective on it, mm. it's going to be a little harder to fool everyone twice. Because mm. I think, you know, with a you know, good six-month, a year's perspective, if they ever let us take the mask off, mm. we're all going to look back and say, what the fuck did we let them do to us? But a lot of people are going to look very bad then, you know? Oh yes, they will. That's why I think that they, you know, they're just gonna, they're just gonna switch uh, to something switch, else. Switch to something else. I find it. I don't know if you uh, if you caught the news story from about a couple of months back, mm. but um, there were, you know, there's always, uh, you know, these 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 laboratories that harbor these uh, horrific global organisms, you mm. know, frozen up in labs. It's amazing how often they're broken into. Mm. <laughs> and there were two labs that house the only stores of smallpox yeah. on Earth oh. that just happened to have break-ins mm -hmm. a couple of months back. Mm. Smallpox. Yeah. So, you know, I'm thinking if COVID runs its course, it's just going to be something else. Put out smallpox. Yeah. You need a, then you need to wear three masks. That's right. Mm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was something here I had. I, I, um, I mean, because in some way, I, I've, like, if we look at, you know, like, we never had less poverty in the world. We had never had fewer children die at birth. We never had uh, less wars or like fewer or less people killed in wars. Let's say. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't. We never had fewer people die from natural catastrophes like you know wind or t tornadoes or whatever you know or floods or something. Mm -hmm. We never had fewer people die from terrorism. I mean, all these numbers are there, but somehow we are being told that everything is going to hell all the time, and we are supposed to feel guilty. Yes, and if you well, don't, then I you're a bad person. If you don't feel right. guilty, then you're bad. I think. Well, I think they're less invested in guilt than they are in fear. I think fear oh. is the energy that they're mm. after. Fear is what they want. Mm. Fear is what makes us stupid and keeps us divided, and keeps us in this 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 lower vibrational energy field. Mm. You know, fear is as low as you can get. You know, if. Uh, if spiritual awakening is the highest vibration, the lowest is fear. Mm. That's the lowest state you can be in, is mm. terrified. And that's how they want to keep us terrified. How would it have been for you how if, if you were, then when you were a kid and you were being abused at home, if there would have been a two years lockdown and you would have not been able to go to school or anywhere? I don't think I would have survived. I mm. think I would have died. Mm. I really do. I think I think this is getting lost. These 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 kids... Yeah. No one cares. Yeah. 
yeah. families where you know there is abuse, there is violence, there is alcohol, there is problems like right. serious problems. Yes, yeah. And we have like people, people, people have to go to therapy when they're forty because of five minutes of something that their grandpa did to them or said to them when they were ten. Now we're talking two years of non-stop fear, mm-hmm. stress. Oh, you could kill your grandparents if you don't wear the mask. Right. These kids are going to I mean, the best thing you could do, your grandchildren should become therapists because they're going to be so rich. They're going to be dealing with all this shit. That's right. Mm. That's right. And the numbers, I, I have a, a, a friend who is a psychotherapist in Sydney, mm. um, one of the epicenters of this whole insane narrative right now. Yeah, they, they've gone off um, the rails. I mean, they have, Australia, they're, they're completely, crazy, the yeah. completely insane. Mm. And, um, you know, he's actively working in the in the field um, and seeing private patients. And um, he's on a suicide task force in Sydney. And the number of cases of drug abuse, depression, and suicide attempts is through the roof mm. since Sydney has gone into this insane But I feel that these groups have no spokesperson. We have no, they have, no, they don't. They don't. My, my but then you have a diversity officer in a theater. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. If you're some obscure, uh, oppressed uh, person, you know, mm. you're, 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 you're trans or you're, uh, you know, we keep going back, to, I guess, because that's the most absurd example of the, of the day right Figured now. Yeah, that's just what's being um, talked about now. Right, right. Mm. Um, it oh. was gays. Gays were, I mean, th- this was the fight for gays. I mean, like in... in I don't know, in the 80s, 90s, you know, like mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I, but I don't remember the yeah. gay discussion being like this. I don't remember that. that. No, no, it wasn't, it wasn't like this. And um, I, you know, ref- re- reflecting back on that time, I'm reminded of why I despised uh, Anthony Fauci so much. Mm. It is because Fauci, of course, became famous on the coattails of the AIDS epidemic. Mm. Um, and he was the great hero of mm. the day. Mm. He, he was not. He was not. Mm. He suppressed, he was dishing out AZT, a useless medication against AIDS, because he had, that's where he had his stock, because that's where he was making his fortune, mm. promoting that particular pharmaceutical. Mm. And he suppressed the research and development of all the medications that ultimately proved to help mm. in the fight against AIDS, because he just wanted AZT. Because that been, was his cash been, cow. He's been in office for thirty years or something, right? Yes, that's never helped. And, and for his anyone. game is, and the, the game has not changed. Mm. It's you know promoting whatever pharmaceutical he has his biggest investment in. Mm. And I don't, I don't think it should be allowed that somebody works in the same position for government or state for no. such a long time. No, it abs- can't be healthy. Not. No, 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 no. Career politicians, this was never meant to be. Mm. The founding fathers of the United States, they were farmers. They mm. were small business owners. Yeah. It was considered serving your country. You went and spent two years, four years in Washington representing your community, your state, mm. um, and then you went back home and went back to working on the farm. Mm. You know, you did your service. You didn't go to Washington to spend your career there, getting bought out by lobbyists and private interests and corporations. But there's a lot of money to be made like that. Though. Oh, there's a hell of a lot of money to be made that way. Mm. I would have been, nobody ever tried to buy me. It would have been, it would have been great. I would have been very cheap. Oh, yeah, cheap. hey, I'm for sale. <laughs> yeah. No, because, I mean, also, if you think about it, like, uh, uh, if, if you think just, 
I often thought about it around this COVID, is that what kind of chance does a public office stand against medical companies? Medical companies have billions of dollars. They have all the cl most clever people. They have, you know, a thousand people doing just PR and sending out press releases and sending out interpretation of their own research into the medicine that they're selling. Mm -hmm. Then you will have maybe, a, I don't know, a 40 people field office in New York of, from CDC or whatever, Right. Which are not necessarily, no disrespect, but not necessarily the most sharpest knives in the shelf on the, mm -hmm. or in the drawer. You know that that not the top of the class in Harvard. It's not the top of the class in Yale. Mm -hmm. It's the ones that couldn't get the jobs at the medical companies. Mm -hmm. They are then supposed to like in with COVID, three hundred and twenty-four thousand pages of documents, and we are supposed to believe that some public staff read everything before right. they granted an emergency license. Mm -hmm. The same data that they could submit to this office in, in just a few weeks, they are now telling us it will take 55 years before it becomes public. There's something exactly. fishy here. And if, they, if it exactly. wasn't, this is what makes conspiracies. Yeah. Because they make it fishy, you know? I was just astounded. Mm -hmm. 55, where do you get 55 years from? Yeah. How do you pull that number out yeah. of the air? Yeah, you know what, what's behind that? I don't know. You, you have to question it. Yeah, it begs being questioned. Yeah, and it's just send the fucking email with the stuff. You know, put it somewhere on a web page and let people see it. You know, why? Why fifty five years? You know, it right. just backs for suspicion. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that I wasn't gonna go even into that, but yeah, it's it's just uh, there's a lot of weird stuff going on. Um, John, so you're gonna you're gonna do your um. What's it called? The earnest. The um, importance, the importance being of being earnest. earnest. Yes. And uh, that's Oscar. Oscar Wilde. And what, what's going to be the next one? Uh, next, I'm doing a Tennessee Williams play, Cat on a Hot Tin oh. Roof. So you just go on the big names. Oh, yes. Is the that classic on the stage? stage. That's, my, that's, uh, that's my niche. There are theater mm. companies here that specialize in new playwrights. Uh, there's a Shakespeare company. Uh, but I have always loved the the great plays, the great American, British, and European plays, the the plays that win Pulitzer prizes, that win Tony awards and Olivier awards. Those are the ones, the plays that I want to sink my teeth into. Mm. Um, and I think that they're also the ones that sell tickets. Um, and they're on the curriculum in in the schools. And they're so. on the curriculum in uh, the schools, conveniently yeah. enough. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, where can people know more about this? I mean, is there some page they can follow? I mean, I will put it in the episode description and so on, but I mean, it, for the theater and... Yes, yes, uh, Classic Stage Prague. Uh, mm -hmm. We have a Facebook page, we have a website. Okay. Um, and we'll be, we'll be Classic, classic Stage, stage Pro Prague. Okay. Um, and uh, we'll be we'll be doing a, a quite a media blitz over the next two weeks, okay. cool. selling tickets. I, I, probably the episode will come out after that because, uh, yeah, I'm kind of I don't know when I'll publish this, but guys, check out the page because by then, you know, John will probably be setting up something else as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we're kind of good, right? Um, we went all over the place. We and did a little bit of everything. Um, around the world and back again yeah uh guys that are out there listening uh you can follow the show and you can yeah subscribe to it on all the podcast services if you have some nice people that i should speak to um then send them over to me and uh, yeah thanks for listening john thanks for coming thank you for having me and this have was a, a lot of fun yeah have I, a I love a good rant yeah <laughs> and I, lo I love listening to you and have a good evening thank thanks. you you too Bye.